0: Welcome to the Shifting Mindsets with Shani podcast. I'm Shani and this is the Power Series, which is a collective of life lessons that will help ignite the power that's already within you. The focus is to leave you feeling refreshed, renewed, and most importantly, more powerful within your ability to strengthen the way that you do life and most importantly yourself. I am your host and I'm a mental health therapist an author, and a mindset coach. So join me every week on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for your dose of power. All right now, let's go ahead and jump into our topic for today. Hey y'all, this is Shani, and today's topic is about the power of knowing thyself. The reason why I chose this topic is because I feel like there is so much power that comes along in the way that you exist as a being, when you know who you are. You know what I'm saying? So let me go ahead and jump into my favorite quote of the week by Mary McLeod Bethune. All right, so she says, faith is the first factor in a life devoted to service. Without it, nothing is possible. With it, nothing is impossible. Okay, you heard that. Here I am sitting on this podcast, servicing you all today. Everything that I do comes from a place of service. And sometimes I'm not giving service to other people. I'm giving it to myself. So I want you to all tap into this podcast today, and I hope that you're able to really gain something out of it. Now, this week has been really good for me. I just came back from vacation, celebrated my birthday, and one word to describe my mood is gracious. Right. So during my visit, I took a trip to Washington, D.C. First time being over there on the East Coast. y'all. So I was super duper duper excited. It was my first official solo trip. Now, I've traveled on airplanes and things like that to places, driven places by myself. But never when I got to the actual city did I plan to spend time alone. And let me tell you something. I loved it. Definitely going to do more, more, and more, all right? So what I'm going to do is write up a blog, do a video talking about that solo trip so that way you too can learn how to enjoy solo trips, all right? So what I want to know is how are y'all feeling? what's going on with y'all this week? You feeling happy, sad, indifferent, confused? You know, what's going on in y'all lives? I feel like I would like to connect more with y'all and really know what's going on, right? So that way, anything that I bring to this podcast is intentional and it's of value to you, most importantly. So the power of knowing that self, typically what happens is that you actually don't know who you are you're told to be a certain person. And then you think that's who you should be. But as you get older, you start to shy away from those things, those labels, those habits that were crafted during your childhood, depending on the people that you grew up around. So the true power of knowing thyself is knowing those things that don't resonate with you in the way in which it used to. Those things that you were told that you were and being able to truly do away with them. You know, um, as I look into the media and, you know, social media and things of that nature, I recognize that there are a lot of people out here really trying to learn how to walk in their purpose, you know, and there's so many distractions throughout the media that are preventing people from truly recognizing their true power. The thing that sticks out the most to me when it comes to social media are the challenges that are done, right? So you start noticing a trend on social media and everybody's jumping on board doing those trends. Some people don't recognize the true reason why they're doing it, you know, and when it comes from an unconscious place and you're really not intentional about it, it can create a lot of dismay, you know, like it it becomes a norm for you to jump on board for things that are popular. You know, and when you don't have the ability to be able to use discernment on whether or not if you're going to actually receive something from doing that challenge, you're kind of just walking, you know, um, with, with your eyes closed, really, and just to anything. You never know exactly what the purpose behind those challenges are. Sometimes it's all about fun, but sometimes it's not. Recently in social media, there were a lot of like TikTok challenges going around with kids like going into the classrooms and like slapping the teacher now i have a teenager by the way so i was hip to that information and i reached out to my son and said hey what's going on with this make sure that you're not participating in that and the reason why i did that is because i don't want him to think that something is okay because he's around other people doing it now mind you my son is very respectful young man right however He's in high school in the ninth grade, and he may be influenced by individuals who, um, you know, it's new territory for him. So I want to be that one person who steps in to say, hey, this isn't okay. And this is why it's not okay, because it's disrespectful. So I, don't, I want him to always be in a space of being aware, being conscious of everything that he's doing, so that way it's not follow the leader. I remember being that quiet, shy young lady in school and I was, you know, in a public school environment and sometimes I would just want to jump in and feel normal. like feel like I was part of the crowd. Right. And I know that not all you do this, but this is something that I actually experienced. And I know that we're often influenced by our environment. So, um, you know, there was one time where we were in class and the students were acting a fool. Now, mind you, I typically did not participate in these things, but sometimes it started to become like fun. Like, okay, we we enjoying ourselves kind of fun, messing with the teachers, being loud, all of those things until I got in trouble. And when I got in trouble, I had to take a step back and say, you know what, what's that mean? You know, was I out of character with this situation? What made me do this? It's because from the outside looking in, It was fun, it was something that was therapeutic, something entertaining. And I was foolish, you know, I was just a kid. So, you know, kids' brains are underdeveloped and sometimes we make decisions not recognizing that we're influenced by other people and those decisions that we're making can be very harmful to us. So I always encourage individuals that, hey, if you're going to use social media as a way to be influenced, make sure it's for all of the good reasons you know what i'm saying like for me personally social media represents knowledge information that i can just take in and grasp so i follow people intentionally influencers who have knowledge who have something of substance that they're offering if they don't have anything that they're offering of substance i don't follow them you know and i also don't go to their pages to to get information now Gossip to a certain extent can be very entertaining, but I feel like it can help develop you and keep you on track for what's going on in this world because it is important to know like these things are happening for for yourself, but also for other people. And with me being a mother to a teenager, I need to know what's the trends that are going on out here so that way I can have a conversation with him about those specific things. But also, my behavior and role modeling those things are very important. It helps keep me aware of what's going on with my child because you know how teenagers are. They don't tell their parents everything. I know I didn't. There were some things that I kept secret to. You know and i got away with a whole lot of stuff that i would hope and pray that my son is not doing but the reality is that i can't control everything 100 percent. but i can be mindful about these things and introducing him to um, things that are going to be of value to help support him on his life journey now he still has the choice to make those decisions but hey ultimately i can help influence some of those positive decisions that he makes ultimately So being a part of the social media community is important to be able to recognize that, hey, there's power in those distractions, right? So sometimes you're not able to recognize your true potential because you may be in a place of comparing yourself to other people. That is the number one thing that you absolutely cannot do on social media. Because honestly, social media is programmed for you to always be in a state of confusion, right? That means comparing yourself, thinking that you need to make changes about yourself, Thinking that you, you know, don't need to accept aspects of who you have been. And it just creates a whole lot of turmoil. But social media isn't truly the cause of it. You know, you can only blame yourself as a human being. If you decide, that hey, I'm going to allow this social media platform to distract me from recognizing my own true potential. That's why moderation is key. Taking pieces of that social media and saying, okay, I have a little bit of this social media, but I have a whole lot of me. If you have a whole lot of you, time and energy put into you, it will help you to use discernment when it comes to those social media distractions. My personal views on social media is that you take away what resonates with you and leave the rest. And trust me, there are going to be a lot of things that you need to leave behind, but you need to be able to have that ability to view things like that clearly. So that way you don't get so wrapped up into things, you know, like recognize the things that trigger you. It's good to recognize those triggers because they may not be distractions. They may be keys of information that points you in the direction of your healing. So, for example, um, if you have had some type of childhood trauma and you see a parent or a person put a video on social media and it shows some type of child being traumatized in some way, that may be triggering something within you. Not just because you have empathy for that child in that video, but because you may have empathy for the inner child within you. And you could take that information and say, you know, wow, there may be some more healing that I need to do within myself relating to this situation. So that way, while I'm on social media scrolling, I can find uh, ways to leave that information that I just uh, uh, grasped onto there on social media and not taking it with me because all social media is fairy tale, right? A lot of that stuff is realistic, but at the end of the day, it's not physically happening in front of your eyes in your own space. So you want to be able to make peace with the information that you're gathering, but also make sure that you still have peace within and your surroundings after you detach from social media. Another view that I have about social media is that it's very educational, you know, like individuals like myself being a mental health therapist, I always put information out there about how people can really um, deal with stuff that, you know, consists of like stressors, confidence, self-love, you know, just a bunch of things um, and motivation. So with those things being said, like there are so many pages out there that are dedicated to like education so maybe about finances there's education there's physical health education ways to communicate i mean right now there's a popular thing educating everybody on like red flags to notice when building relationships both personal and professional um there's a lot of information out there about brain development and trauma these are everyday situations that we can be educated on whether it's something that directly impacts us or indirectly all of this information is very valuable to the people that are going to be in our lives because i believe in the same each one teach one so if i learn something um that's a value i may take that knowledge and hold it and i may not need to apply it to my life because it may not have anything to do with me but i may interact with someone in a professional field or in my personal life who may talk to me about a situation. And you know, here you go. I can go ahead and pull this knowledge out of my mind and hand it over to you. And you can go ahead and do with what you need to do with it, whether that's going to be researching it more, or it may be a skill that you actually apply and get a chance to experience. But either way it goes, knowledge is key. And when you have that knowledge, you can really bridge the gap to some of those things that you interact with on a routine basis when it comes to really not knowing yourself. When you know who you are not, it should be easy for you to pick up on standing in your truth, setting boundaries with people, but also just living, you know, really being your authentic self in everyday life situations. All right. So the power of really knowing yourself um, requires you to be able to take a look at life experiences that you've had and really go ahead and reflect on those lessons that you learned both hard and easy so that way you can truly understand who you are. Now I'm not going to lie. I've taken some hard lessons, right? But you know the saying hard head makes a soft, right? So I fail. I failed so many times. You know, I couldn't even count how many times. If I actually sat down, I know that the earliest age that I really learned a hard lesson was elementary school right and I would have this group of home girls and we grew up in the same neighborhood and we will always be together and let me tell you this was like a huge crowd of us like 10 15 girls every single day and you know what that represents when you're in the kindergarten and there's 10 to 15 of you all hanging out during lunch and recess drama all caps all capital letters with drama okay when I think back I often laugh at those times that I share with those individuals, truly really did not know myself. There would be times when um, there would be some issues started up with one person out of those 10 to 15 of us. And one person would be like kicked out of the friend group. And you know what would happen? That person, we would bully them, literally bully them, talk about them, maybe even put our hands on them. Now, most of the time I participated through the verbal talk and just actually being present while the situation was happening and not stepping in and helping that person. But things took a turn for the worse when everybody ganged up on me. Now, I don't even remember what I did wrong or even if I really did anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? In kindergarten. What could you possibly be doing in kindergarten that would create that type of nonsense? But it was the type of environment that I was in where all of these things were taking place. So I remember being bullied and that did not feel good. So after that school year, I recognized that, you know, I don't wanna be friends with those girls anymore. So I really stopped and started sticking to myself and I became a loner instantly. And that became the narrative of my school years, honestly. Um, And now as I'm thinking about it out loud and talking to you all, That is why I became a loner. I mean, having 10 to 15 girls in a friend group and then having them betray you, that kind of hits different. You know what I'm saying? Like that creates a whole different perspective on life and friendships. After that, I honestly went into only being friends with individuals one-on-one. So I would never hang out with crowds again until like high school. But you know what I learned? in high school with those friendships. And, you know, some of those friendships that I reconnected with um, in high school stem from those elementary, middle school days where there was trauma, but I managed it a little bit better because I didn't spend a lot of um, time with those individuals. I would just spend like small amounts of time. But in high school, you know, you start building closer friendships and you start spending more time together Um, I personally started, like, building friendships um, where it became more – Um, more intense because of the classes that I had with individuals but also the after school activities like the social activities I used to throw parties with friends and that was my jam y'all so I mean when it came to making money in high school my creative juices were always flowing from down to planning um, hiring security a DJ finding locations thinking of themes like I had my hands in all of those avenues but it was a group of us and eventually We we did have to split apart because we just, you know, we didn't see eye to eye on how business things were taken off, but we did get a chance to at least curate some really good experiences where, you know, our whole high school can say, hey, they did that. One thing about me is that I do not regret any experience that I've had, both good and bad, because I know that those experiences helped me to learn and understand myself more. Nowadays, I go back and I reflected those things and I say, what do I need to take away from that? And I'll connect with myself and ask that question because there's always some pieces, some components that I may have missed during the midst of experiencing that, but also maybe even a year after experiencing that, who I am today is like, I'm a whole completely different person, like my perspective, um, you know, how I stand up and communicate for myself is completely different. And that was a lesson that I learned from high school friends. you know, If I don't communicate how I feel or set boundaries, then those boundaries will be pushed. My ideas about myself and life will be pushed. And the one thing that I did where I acted out on those things is that I wasn't able to control my emotions or behaviors. So I may have had some experiences where I may have said some things that I'm really not too proud of, may have done some things that I'm not too proud of, or I may have not done some things that I wish I would have done. And when you sit in a space of feeling like you're lacking, like you missed out on something, that's not a comfortable feeling. So I definitely had to go back and say, you know, I'm not missing anything. That experience took place for a reason. But what am I doing now within those situations? Am I still participating in those same behaviors that created those issues? And if I was, I had to really do a reality check within myself. So high school, I learned that lesson to communicate set boundaries. In my adulthood, when it came to intimate relationships, same lesson, but guess what? This was the issue with that, is that I gave too many chances. While I was setting boundaries, communicating my emotions, um, the issue was that you know I would communicate those things, but they may not be honored through the behaviors and actions of other people. So guess what? I kept relying on the potential of that individual. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give them another chance. But guess what that did? That didn't change anything. It just made me really become more angry. You know, really stepping into a place of being a victim. Like, why are they doing this to me? And the whole time I was allowing them to do it to me because guess what? I was like, the potential. This is a good person. You know, let me go ahead and give them a chance. Let me go ahead and rely on their word. But the problem is, is that I should have been focusing on their behaviors because that was the issue at hand—not their word, but their behaviors. All right. Guess what, y'all? I had the same exact issue when it came to work relationships. Why I got all these relationship issues? You know, like typically when you have relationship issues with an intimate partner, if you look at your professional, your family relationship, your friendships there will be the same things in common. So with me not communicating, me not setting boundaries in the work, guess what new lesson I learned is that people will only value you when you leave. But then again, it's too late. So my focus was to start making a solid plan that if I was to leave a situation, that I would make sure that I keep honoring and valuing myself, right? And that, you know, I have to vow to myself, to never allow another professional relationship to tell me about myself and what I don't deserve based on their actions towards me. Can some of y'all relate to that? Being in a work environment, someone telling you that you're not good enough, someone not really praising the efforts that you do have, but picking apart those small pieces and telling you, you know what, you're incompetent about this. When reality is, is that, They are trying to dumb you down and make you think less of yourself. Have y'all experienced that before? All right. Let me know in the comments. I need to know exactly, you know, what areas which we relate on so that way I can dive deeper into those subjects. Now, the biggest area of relationships that I have battled with, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's still some stuff that is unresolved when it comes to family relationships. So all of those lessons that I learned still took place in my family relationships. So I recognized that, hey, I can love and pray for you at a distance because this helps keep my sanity, right? And I have to recognize that even though we're connected biologically, there are pieces of you that I don't resonate with. There are aspects of your being that goes against my standards and values on life. And that makes me dislike you as a person. And that's okay, but guess what? I can still respect you, but don't get it twisted. I will keep my distance from you and not be forced into engaging with you just because we're family, because that doesn't help me as an individual as I walk through life, because that creates issues with emotion, managing emotions. So now I'm angry because I'm spending time, my precious time around family members who don't mean me any well, that I'm not really able to gain from. You're not feeling my social cut, my social needs. So why would I put myself in environments with you where I know that my sanity can be impacted? So overall, you can respect family. They can respect you from a distance and you can keep things very cordial as human beings, but most importantly, as grown adults, okay? So know your limitations, know your non-negotiables, recognize what your likes and dislikes are so that way you are in a space of showing up as your best and authentic self, where you're able to communicate things with people, set those boundaries, but also feel like, hey, I could still have you know a fluid conversation with you. So overall, the benefits of knowing yourself Really helps you to connect more with who you are as a being. So when individuals try to tell you who you are, you can correct them and tell them who you are not. Okay, but it also teaches others how to connect more with you. You know, um, if individuals need to know how to approach you in a sense, it, it creates a space of them being multifaceted with their approach to things and people need to be able to have that aspect that's a skill set that all human beings should have you have to learn how to read the room and know how to approach yourself so that way you're not offending individuals you deserve that respect so why not give that respect to somebody else overall recognizing that there is power within who you are you just have to be able to uncover it so that way you can walk in your purpose be more intentional but also have healthy connections on a daily basis. There are so many people out in this world who are interacting with people and environments that don't mean them any well. So why not take control of your life and get on a path of being in a space where you feel like, hey, I can flow in this space. I don't feel like I have to stunt my growth. I don't feel like I have to dim my light. You're supposed to be shining out here everywhere you go, no matter what. And the power of knowing yourself allows you to just be confident. Be confident on things that you've never experienced before. Be confident in places you've never stepped rooms in because there are opportunities that are waiting for you to be able to really show up. You know, sometimes you just have to put a face on, a face of gratitude, a face of contentment. You know, just knowing who you are and not feeling so wrapped up in societal standards that tells you that you are not these great things. So know yourself, come into contact with who you are designed to be so that way you can work towards walking in that truth day in and day out. Now, maybe you don't know yourself 100%. I don't know myself 100% because this version of myself is going to be completely different like a week from now, right? That's because I'm always gaining that knowledge. I'm always having those internal conversations with myself and that's not going to stop. So your evolution is always going to be happening, but you need a strong foundation of knowing yourself to help build what that's going to evolve into over time. I'm going to go ahead and jump on over into reminding you of the quote that I spoke earlier, right, by Mary. Faith is the first factor in a life devoted to service. Without it, nothing is possible. With it, nothing is impossible. So I encourage you all to be of service to yourself today, tomorrow, tomorrow. Always. So that way you can show up and be your best self, knowing yourself and be a service to other people on your life path. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. I pray that this is your day to become more intentional with connecting to the power within you. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and I will talk with you soon on the next episode of shifting mindsets with Shotney.